1: super coach and fantasy sports show
0: you are now listening to the Insight fantasy sports podcast yes welcome back to the insight fantasy sports podcast we're live for the sunday sesh to talk you through all things round twenty one of NRL Supercoach. the show is brought to you by the Standard Squeeze, helping you drink responsibly and conveniently. And I'm the Supercoach Brain. I'm back. I've had a little bit of a layoff, a bit crook, but I think I'm. I think I'm all good now. And uh, the man who kept the podcast going, Supercoach Matrix. How are you, mate? How's your weekend? Hey, mate. Oh, great. How was South Africa, <laughs> mate? If if by South Africa you mean how was lying in bed. Paralytic, yeah, it was great. I had a had mate, really fun part. You, you, you ran some podcasts for me, and I got to hop in the comments, so that was always good.
1: I've <laughs> oh, made. I've I've got your personal Instagram. I, I I know you were sipping pina coladas on the beach somewhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That, that was the secret, but uh we won't tell anyone, will we? Um, mate, how did you go this weekend? It was a bit of a weird week, wasn't it? Super coach wise, a uh, a lot of um kind of, what, 40 to 60 scores floating around out there?
1: Yeah. So I was a bit disappointed. Like, I even had a look, like, coming into the today, like, the average of all my players was, like, say, 59 in and around that. I feel like I've got a really good team, and everyone was just sort of got their floor. It was a funny sort of week. You know, some of the bullets that I thought I'd dodged in, like, the last 10 minutes of games, uh, they sort of come good. Yeah, just not a good week for me. I've got, a, got 11.35, but, you know, not super disappointed with it because realistically, like, I think this is, like, the worst week I'm going to have.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's going to be a really wide range of scores out there this week. I think <laughs> when I was looking through my leagues that I think, some people scored anywhere between 1050 and 1100 and then you see some 1350s out there. So there's, it's going to be a wide range of scores. So for anybody watching, uh, a few people are starting to drop in now already, which is great. James, Paul, Mark. Uh, thanks for hopping on guys. Drop your, drop your scores in the comments. Let's see, let's see what the range is and let's see how people have gone this week. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to guess par might be around 1180, 1190, I reckon. Uh, that yep. that's just a little bit of a guess I get uh, from, from what I've seen and from scores yeah, I've seen in leagues. Yeah. Yeah. I thought um, so it'd be very interesting to see. so drop them in the comments, let us know how you went. And if you have any questions for, I mean, the full episode, we'll like, we'll, we'll answer every question as we always do for the round coming up in round 22. We'll, we'll give you guys a bit of an understanding on our thoughts for trades next week uh, and talk you through all the winners and losers from the weekend. And there were plenty of both, but before we do, Please subscribe, hit the like button if you haven't already. If you're watching us on YouTube, uh, it's the way for us, I guess, to get the channel out there. And and as you'll probably notice, if you're watching us, uh, you'll notice the branding's changed a little bit. Thanks to Matty Garrett's hard work in the background, Uh, host of the NBA show for us, has has put in some overtime to make us look a little bit prettier. So uh, I didn't think he could do it, make us look any better, but he has. So uh, full props to Matty for, for getting all of that done. Um, and guys, if you are listening to us on the audio, uh, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever it is, you get your podcasts, hit that follow button and leave us a review and and tell a mate about the pod. Um, I got 1308. So I actually had a decent week. Um, I kind of feel like you messaged me. Oh, when was it like Saturday night or during the day, Saturday? And you're like, is it just me or is this week just like a really midweek? And I'm looking at my scores going, I'm getting lots of 50s, 60s, 70s with a couple of 80s, but like, I didn't have those low sub 20 Mm. kind of scores that i normally find in the week so it kind of made me think maybe i was ahead of the uh, ahead of par a little bit this week but 1308 man i'd be very disappointed if i didn't see green um i'm hoping that i can get back up into the top 2000 again after after this week fingers crossed but we'll see how we go um did Did you have
1: did you have britain nikara
0: yeah yeah i did he was my lowest score of the round i think from memory
1: yeah cop that too yeah right
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was that was good fun. Uh, Ronaldo Mulatalo turned up, though, which was nice. I was death riding. The, oh, I wasn't death riding him. I was riding the shit yeah. out of him to make sure, to hope that he actually did something Wolf for
1: camp. me. Yeah, Wolf I know. How would Val
0: Holmes go? A yeah, little bit of uh, Val Holmes versus Mulatalo uh, back and forth the last couple of weeks. So, on, just, um just opening up his three-round average, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you have got me covered there. Um, <laughs> quick review of your trades, mate, before we uh, move into the games. What were your moves yeah, so, last week?
1: Yeah, so I went Moses to Cleary and Hotgood to for feeder. Probably just another one of those, I suppose, I'm happy with both of these for the run home. I think Parramatta's run home is pretty hard, and I think that they played pretty ordinary, apart from a bit of desperation footy for the last 12 minutes of the game. I don't know. It's sort of short-term pain for some long-term gain, I suppose, I'm going to think about it. Cleary looked really good. Didn't have to try very hard today. Um, Yeah, happy with getting Cleary. Happy with actually dropping Hopgood. Um, It might be a bit of a theme, something that we talk about a bit later on, Um, you know, because he's so highly owned. Pretty happy to miss out on his 60. Um, And Moses only turned up, like, I think he was on, like, 20 until the last 15 minutes and got 90. So that destroyed me. But at the end of the day, I have a lot more faith in Cleary. I'm feeling good.
0: Did he get 90, <gasps> Moses?
1: Oh, it was something no, silly.
0: Sixty-sixty-four. 64 he finished with. Oh, sorry. So, yeah, but he was
1: on like 12. He was yeah, it was awful.
0: Yeah. 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 And, and I was looking at his score going, fuck yeah. How good. Like, Because obviously we knew that Cleary wasn't going to score like that. And yeah. Uh, yeah, a bit of junk at the end and a bit of Nico Hines junk has saved a lot of people that threw the captaincy on him this evening yeah. as well. But uh, look, much of a muchness, I think. They both scored very, very similar, um, Cleary and Hines, and they were the two most popular captaincy options. So it kind of... Null and void. I guess those two moves. I did. I did the same as you. I did Moses to Cleary. I didn't trade Hopgood. Um, I know that. I, I actually like the move. We we're talking about it a little bit, and you know, moving Hopgood could be the play. It could be the anti, the perfect antipod right now. Knowing that he goes on to just continually get some maybe fifty-five to seventy scores, and you go and get someone in with massive upside. That could be a that could be a huge point of difference there for the run home. I think, and knowing that the Eels have that round twenty-seven buy as well it could be the perfect time to move him on for, for yeah. the cash.
1: And that's what I'm thinking. It's just like when Nicker goes and gets 35, you do, you know. I know I'm I'm trying to temper my uh, disappointment in the week, but when Nicker goes and gets 35, you go, oh, fuck it, I may as well have just got rid of him. But I think Nicker has got that 120 in him. I think he can, you know, score two tries at any given moment. I haven't seen that from Hopgood before, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I think you know what you're going to get with Hopgood, but there just maybe won't be the upside that you would expect from him uh, or that you would want from somebody at that kind of price. That's that's probably the best way to explain it. Um, before we dive into the games as well, we're starting to see some comments drop in. So let us know how you went for the weekend, guys. We'll go through those scores and try and work out what par is very soon. Um, but the Standard Squeeze, guys, big shout out to them, the major sponsor of the podcast. If you haven't heard of the Standard Squeeze, you probably haven't been listening or watching. Um, but if you're if you're new here and you haven't heard of the Standard Squeeze, uh, got some awesome products on there that help you drink responsibly and conveniently as well. So if you, for instance, you get a... Go out and uh, you don't want to take a bloody bottle of vodka or whatever it is, and you're a spirit drinker. You just chuck it in your plastic squeeze. It's food grade quality plastic, as well, so it won't go and break. Uh, you can keep your alcohol in there forever, and uh, you'll see if you're watching on YouTube. he has got his there as well. It's empty though, in true Matrix fashion. Uh, you wouldn't see some alcohol in his actual bottle, would you? Um, it's again yeah, measures. Some- it measures the perfect shot as well, so you don't go and overpour and get a bit sloppy and, and get on the piss and end up regretting having too many. I've got my four in one as well that keeps my drink nice and cold. I've got a coke in it tonight. Gotta to go to work tomorrow, but gotta to be responsible. And also I'm on antibiotics still. So fucking can't <laughs> win. <laughs> Feel like I've been on antibiotics for about a month. Um, but guys, get you can get yeah, all of these stuff as well. i have got some pretty sick merch on the website as well. And you can get 15% off if you use the code insight 15. Very easy. All of their products. That code is valid for. So hop on the dot com. Now some scores are starting to roll in. James Gowing twelve forty seven. It's a bit above par. I'd say that's green arrows. Would you?
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah, that'll be that'll be green. Yeah.
0: Twelve fifty one for Chris Maxfield. Twelve fifty for Matt Sherwood. Yeah. So we're starting to see some twelve hundred scores. Flash with eleven nineteen. Probably a little bit below par. Uh, Terry King, first time commenter, welcome mate, good to get involved, 11.42 Terry finished with, uh, 12.34 for Paul, 12.33 for Mark, 12.22 for James, yeah, so we're starting to see some of these 1,200 to 1,300 scores now I'd say are probably going to be that par for the course, Zach Logan with a 13.04, massive, Mr. Callio, regular listener 12.35 and Ian, Ian uh, O'Brien I, with a 12.28. Can't
1: his, I can't believe his profile picture's got my brother in it and not me, what a kick in the dick.
0: Mm, it's all right. You, you you find out you find out a few things, don't you, when you go on social media? So
1: I tell you what, he's he's on here because he towed me up in our uh, friends and family league too this week.
0: Yeah, I bet you he's here to tell you how uh how you went this weekend. I'm sure. But um, About as have good you? As Paul Kent. <laughs> Flash has asked if you split up with Hudson Young yet?
1: No, no, he was good. He scored a try early. I was I was enjoying the game. Oh, I'll tell you Hardy what, was he'll, great. Punch, he'll punch out some 80s or 90s this year.
0: Yeah, there's uh, I'm looking forward to the next few games for Canberra Raiders, so we'll keep that one in the back pocket, I think. Uh, yeah, Preston laid out, hurt Paul as well. Um, a couple of Terry sold Peachy, uh, oh, kind of shitty week to sell Peachy, unfortunately, as he as he ended up playing. Score Sorry, a try or two, didn't he? Yeah, mm. bugger 1089 for Raymond Campbell, 1272 for Saw <coughs> Eric as well. So Yep. Huge. Some, some really good scores from the group out here. Um, We'll obviously announce a squeeze of the week winner for the highest score in the Unlimited League on Tuesday, as we do every week. So keep an eye out there. We'll get a good indication of how everybody's gone then. But mate, let's dive into the, let's dive into these games, shall we? First one, I don't really want to fucking talk about. um, Where's Damien Carroll before we start talking about Dragons (laughs) vs. Tigers? I'm I'm surprised he's he's not not watching. Clear. Clear. You're good to go. All right. Good. We'll get through this one real quick before he badges me on it. Uh Dragons 18, Tigers 14, Tigers should have won this game and didn't. Uh, some super coach relevant scores, though. I mean, the hundreds in this group, there's three hundreds in this in this game. Junior Tupo 136, had a had a really good game. I'm a relatively big fan of Junior Tupo. I think he just needs to get the shitty little errors out of his game and he could actually be a really quality player. Good, big athletic body, so um, and good in the air. So Let's, uh, let's hope his development continues as a Tiger supporter. Zach Lomax, though, is the one that I wouldn't mind talking about. 115. That's his second 100 back-to-back now. I think 138 last week, 115 this week. What are your thoughts on Lomax? Is he a consideration yeah, look, now he... with those 200s?
1: Man, he's 1% owned and he's looked really good. Um, I think the last time he got, he got moved to fullback for a little bit, uh, which I would like to see more of. Uh, they're not going to be playing the Tigers every week. I think you'll just see them, I suppose, when they're playing a good team. And there's some good teams coming up in their draw. I can't see them getting, you know, much more than, like, the 40s and the 50s, Well, which I just don't really, really like. And I'm not looking to roll the dice with a uh, with a St. George Illawarra Dragon, to be honest.
0: Yeah, that's the downside, isn't it? Both of these teams are just at the bottom of the ladder. It was a bit of a toilet bowl matchup, wasn't it, these two? So it... <laughs> How um how confident are you that Lomax is going to find attacking stats every single week? Otherwise, like you said, you're going to end up with fifties from him, which is fine if if that's what you want. I, th- I think but I, I don't know whether I want to pay six hundred.
1: I think I actually talked about this with Ian uh, from the chat the other day. Like, if Lomax was on a good team, like if if Lomax played for the Broncos or Lomax played for any of these top eight teams, he'd be in everybody's super coach team. He'd be eighty percent out.
0: Yeah, that's a good shout. This is a good shout. He's a uh, shit team syndrome has kicked in for, for Lomax, unfortunately, in Supercoach world. So Dane Laurie, 106, obviously the only other 100 in this game. Not, not Supercoach relevant, so we'll push through. Uh, the well-owned players, when I say well-owned, more than 20% owned for most of these guys. Yep. John Bateman, 57. Uh, started to regress back to the mean, I think, a little bit with John Bateman. I think we started to see a lot of those 70s, even some 80s at the start well, yes. when people started buying him. Uh, now but, he's obviously regressed back to that but average. People of fought him when 60.
1: the Tigers were going good. It just goes back to our points about St. George Illawarra Dragons and West Tigers and like I love Dream Buller too. Actually, could be one of the most exciting fullbacks in the game. I just love watching him play. But on this team, are you gonna take a punt on him?
0: No. No, not a chance. Uh Isaiah Papaliti 59. I know you're an owner. You've you've held on through, I guess, the stage of everyone selling him. You'd be happy yep. with a fifty nine, really, from a guy that's playing on the worst team in the comp. You wouldn't really I'd be, be happier him.
1: with a 66, which is what he was sitting on.
0: Yeah, a bit of a downgrade <laughs> for iPad, unfortunately. <laughs> but it's gonna he's gonna struggle to find attacking stats as well. So you just need to temper your expectations on guys like that. Isaiah Papaliti of twenty twenty two is gone.
1: <laughs> he's my fifth second row forward. That's a punt where I want to be. I'm not gonna be disappointed inserting my fifth second row forward and getting fifty nine.
0: Yeah, good shout. Stefano, 69. Giggity. Uh, he <laughs> he uh, finally repaid owners. I think a lot of people ended up playing him last week. <laughs> Went for his 30-odd or whatever it was. And then this week, yeah. everyone sat him, obviously, because you've got your four front rowers. I'm sure most people have Torhu Harris or Joseph Tarpany or Payne Haas or whoever. Um, so or Stefano sat on the pine for a 69. Yeah. Jack DeBellin is an interesting one. 40. His, his scores have just dropped off a cliff in the last what, three, four weeks since you had that HIA? I don't know, obviously, yep. if there's any relevance there, but if you had Jack Bellon, do you bail on him now? Or has the ship kind of sunk and you've just got to hope it rises again?
1: If he's your third, second row forward, like, who are you going to go to? Like, if he's your fourth, then you're enough him. If he's your second, you probably try and find the money for a pain house coming back this week, hopefully, fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, fair call. Buller forty as well. Look, if you didn't jump off Buller, I think now's the time. We've got some really nice fullback options, I guess, coming up now. You got Reese Walsh. He's, a lot he's of looking fullback options. Pretty good. Who would have thought coming this? off hundred? Uh, Who know, would have thought this a few weeks ago? I reckon a month ago we were sitting here going, "Fullback's not the same as what it used to be." And everyone's sitting was. here in our in our rocking chairs, fucking seventy five years old, telling our grandkids stories. Um, fullback isn't this. Back in my day, fullback that was a premium uh premium position in Super Coach.
1: but I remember when you just used to pay 200k for I don't know whoever was playing for the Tigers and you know you just take these points
0: <laughs> you yeah, would well, you'd you'd take buller's points I'm, I'm still yeah. happy I'm, I'm still happy with Buller but I think you've got to make the most of the cash he, he yes. has lost a lot of cash too which kind of sucks um mate let's move on that's enough of Dragons-Tigers talk. There's not too much Supercoach relevance. No one's really looking the at those ones. The toilet bowl is over. The toilet bowl's done. I'll tell you what isn't the toilet bowl though. The Warriors and the Raiders game on Friday night at oh. 6pm. That was an absolute oh. belter of a game to watch. Warriors getting up 21-20 uh, with a SJ field goal. Prime SJ. how How, how good is he playing? Honestly, like... This is just a different level of SJ. You think back to the prime SJ and all the stepping and all of the amazing kind of theatrics that he used to put on, but this is different now. This is like game manager SJ. Well,
1: he's actually tailored his game to, I suppose, his age and um, just like become an absolute phenomenon, hasn't he?
0: So good. Like he and, won and, the Dell
1: what, 12 years ago?
0: Something like that. Something like that. But like he
1: was nearly just out of the league. Want,
0: you just want the Warriors to do well, right? That's the best part <laughs> of it. Is that everyone is cheering on the Warriors as their second team right now because of not only because of what they went through in in COVID and all that kind of shit that kept the league going. Full props to them, mind you. But yeah. You just want the Warriors to do well. They're the only team in New Zealand. They're their only team outside Australia. Like you just you kind of jump on the bandwagon, don't you, for for any success that they're having. And they're playing some awesome footy. So uh, he finished with 74, which I'm actually happy as a non owner. That could have been 120, really. Um, so 74, I'm fine with. We were supposed to get a ton of rain in this game, which I was actually hoping for, but it didn't really come through as much as we thought. Um, Corey Horsburgh with a 76. Owners would be happy with that. Charles Nickel Kluckstad, yep. 69. Adam Fanil Blake, 61. Yeah. And, and then Tarpany and Harris, 61 and 52. Like they're all pretty well owned. I think these guys, uh, I don't have... The only two I have out of that group are Tarpany and Harris. So I'm yep. watching Warriors games through slits in my fingers at the moment and it's not fun. Yep. I need to get one of them in. I'm just not sure which one. Um, Torhu Harris with the 52. Are you are you concerned about Torhu at all? Because he'll start to come up in conversation now as someone who could potentially be moved on.
1: I kind of hope that people jump off him because I think he'll find his form again. Like I think he's that good of a player I think this game sort of got dragged down a little bit I don't know what his minutes look like um I might even, we might even just look it up in the background um how many minutes he played but realistically maybe he did get a bit more injured last last game I'm not concerned I wouldn't trade him out I hope people do
0: yeah I'm gonna quickly look up his minutes um I'm pretty sure here we go 54 54 minutes so we got a point a minute like at the end of the day I think we're so used to Torhu playing seventy minutes plus, you know, but we're just—I don't think we're going to get that. I think they're going to manage him coming into finals, which is smart. Yeah. Smart football um, with his age and his knees. So and he still—that concerns bit of you.
1: Attacking up- upside too, like
0: yeah, he definitely has that link man capability. I think him and uh, Adam Fanua Blake have a have a really good connection through the middle of the field. So. Uh, I'm going to hold only because I just don't want to burn trades at front row forward. It's just not a high upside position. I'd rather just want to nope. make trades elsewhere. And I've only got maybe two trades left before my team's done, so yep. I will use them elsewhere. Um, Chance Nickel Klukstad is a guy that I've been looking at, and you'd know this. I've spoken about him. I feel like I've fucking spoken about him every week. And I'm like, I want, I want CNK. I want him in my team. And then something else pops up where I'm like, Ooh, oh, maybe I'll get this person instead. That's something shiny <laughs> and, over here. Yeah, yeah, it's that. Oh, a piece of candy on Family Guy. Uh, every single time I go to get him in, I don't. And I've need to ask myself now: Do have I just kind of left him? Have I just maybe now? Do I just need to cop the fact that I did, I can't get him because he's under 700K now. His price will drop back under 700K this week. I mean, the Warriors draw actually starts to get good round 23, and we know that the Warriors have a buy next round, right? So, is round 23 the time to buy CNK? So, or do you so think it's you a waste go of a trade now?
1: So who are you going to go to? I, talk,
0: I mean, I've got talk, Alex Johnston. I've got Alex Johnston. I've got Ronaldo Mullatalo. All of these guys I'd have to spend up 150 k to get CNK. And that's my concern is that I've got to find cash to make this trade happen when there's just as much upside on these guys that I'd be trading out.
1: So the one I would do is if I had Jermaine Asako to go across the CNK.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He, that I've is definitely... Him all
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I got him and I'm glad that I got off him. Um, But that is somebody that's really highly owned that I think, you know, it's sideways enough money wise that that's worth doing. But unless you have 250 K sitting in the bank, you're probably not going to run Ronnie Mulatalo across. They they had very similar matchups this week and Ronnie scored 60 and what did he score? 69. Like, I think all those other trades are sideways. You bought them at the yeah, right it probably time. Probably is. They're sideways.
0: It probably is because I've just got FOMO about CNK and I've wanted him all year and like maybe I'm reaching. Um I probably am. So
1: it's hard when you love watching them as a player too. I yeah. still don't have any Broncos in my team. Um, but I get to just enjoy watching Broncos games for that. You know what? You're watching a Warriors game. They're not your number one team. You start looking. You really pump pumped for how well they go going. you check your supercoach scores. It's relevant.
0: Yeah. There's one guy that I'm watching at the moment. Um, so, and, and he's relatively cheap. And I've spoken about him a little bit. I'll talk about him very soon. Uh, I think that'll be my trade for my fifth center wing. Um, that'll happen next week, I assume. But uh, we'll talk about that then. Um, let's move on, mate. South's 20, lost to the Broncos, 36. Be happy as a Broncos supporter. Uh, Very happy. Katoni Staggs, 136. Where's this come from?
1: Like he always defends really well. Uh, they just decided to go to that side this this week. And, uh, yeah, looked fantastic.
0: Who was he running it, at? It on looked like left he had side? a
1: beanie's bonnet.
0: Yeah, he was running at Isaiah Tass, wasn't he, on the left? So there yeah, must be. They, they'd obviously work
1: that out that that was the weak point and that's where they were going to attack. And gee, he looked great.
0: And obviously not any super coach interest in, in Stags unless he's like his six center wing or something like that. But yeah. again, probably not worth a trade, uh, especially with the Broncos draw. It's not amazing for the run home. Yeah. So they've got the buy in round 24, I think, yeah. or 25, sorry, 25. Um, so yeah, not ideal, but Reese Walsh, 111. He's a guy I genuinely was very, very close at getting in on the weekend and I didn't pull the trigger and I'm kind of glad I didn't cause it would have been Gutho to Walsh and it would have seemed sideways then with, with points this yeah. weekend. But I mean, I, I can't know, talk people out of Reese Walsh.
1: It's kind of hard. Like I didn't add Reese Walsh because of the hard run that they've got coming up, but then they go and play South and so he scores 111 and looks absolutely electric. Like that, That other try in the corner was extremely close. I don't know what he'll be next week, but he was like 630k this week. That's great value.
0: Yeah, even if you had to get him at 680, 670k or whatever, I'd still pay that. I'd pay sub 700 for Reese Walsh, knowing that if he can do that against Souths, he can probably do it against anyone. So you can't really, you can't complain. Uh, The well-owned guys, Payne Haas, 62. Happy as an owner, happy as a non-owner. I think it's kind of one of those scores where you're not really bothered either way. Alex Johnston, 82. Happy. I'm definitely happy with that. Uh, A lot of people sat. Alex Johnston, uh, are are you one of them? Fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, no. Uh, look, uh, yeah.
1: when it, when he was on 88 and before Kalen Ponga updated, he was actually my highest scorer for the round and he was sitting on my pine and I was just extremely dirty. Big AJ fan myself. Um, just didn't play him against my team. I thought it would be a harder matchup out there. But how good did his base look?
0: Pretty good. I mean, he got like, a lot of runs out of his own end. So yeah. I feel like those run... the. the run meters or i guess those run points that you get super coach uh were elevated somewhat because they just kept kicking to him all, all night really they didn't want to go to campbell graham's side uh which makes complete sense and probably Tane milne to be fair like i would have rather alex johnson running the ball back out of their own end than Tane milne or or cam campbell graham so yep. uh 82 for aj good score happy with that you can play him on matchup so i wouldn't trade him uh damian cook fifty-nine. Funnily enough, just this, this was the week of just shitter, shitter hookers. Like it, uh, did, did a hooker score well this weekend? I, I feel like every single score that I look at of the well-owned super coach hookers, Harry Grant, 30 odd, Reese uh, Robson, 41, like cook 59 is okay. You take that, but they just weren't really standout hooker scores this weekend. So
1: I know we've chatted about draft a little bit, but can I tell you what my two guys did in draft? Mm-hmm. Lachlan Croker, 82, took him in Ooh. about the tenth round. And yep. the great Wade Egan was 62, took him off this little thing called waivers.
0: Ooh, Some good little waiver wiring from you. Well done. Yeah, we're
1: gonna we're gonna we're gonna get in some draft content next year. I'm excited yep.
0: for it. Yeah, for sure. We've already talked about this a little bit in the background, so we'll do a draft segment every single week, um, which will be good. Cody Walker, 55. I mean, Man. I'm very, very happy I traded him. Uh, I don't know whether I'm going to be saying this in, a, in three, four weeks' time because the Rabbitohs draw is going to start to spice up. They've got the Tigers next week, which is a beautiful matchup. Anything could happen next week with those Rabbitohs guys. Um, Latrell coming back into the team next week, we assume. So that could really ignite they Cody Walker. Luttrell,
1: they need Latrell back badly and that will – there was so much attention at Cody Walker. Every time he got it, he was getting smashed. Every time he got it, he had no room to move. Um, maybe Lucky Ilias just isn't that good. And um, they need Latrell back to just be that other strike weapon on this team. So,
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is that is true. They definitely need him. Yeah. Um, What else have we got going on here? Cam Murray, 76, sub 500K. We talked about him a lot as in he's just kind of lost it and he didn't look good. Now it's post-origin. People are looking at him through a bit of a different lens. Do do you waste it? I don't want to say waste a trade because it's not really wasting a trade. Cam Murray's a quality footballer. But do you go and spend a trade now, getting Cam Murray, sub 500K Cam Murray in for the run home, or have people just went and spent all of their trades without having them in their plans and now people are panicking trying to get him in?
1: Well, I think it's an easy trade because of his price. I think it's an easy trade that, like when you need to find some money for another trade and you're sitting there with six or seven trades, you can get him as your fourth guy. You could get him as your fifth guy and uh, and still make some money for getting, say, a Luttrell, for example, and, uh, yeah, still free up some cash. Say you went to Hopgood to Cam Murray and then you're you allow yourself to go Asako to Latrell Mitchell or Asako to Reese Walsh short something like that. I think that's when that is a really good trade. But I think it's what you do with the other ones. I'm I'd probably still play him every week if I owned him. I was looking at him all year basically.
0: He's but... a good, yeah, good, and you look at him on pedigree on what we know Cam uh, well, what Cam Murray's done in the past, kind of like the Teddy effect, I guess, from, from this week, is that people are pu- not punting on his form, but they're punting on the fact they know what he can do and they've, what he's done in the past. So I'd say it's not a bad trade. I just feel like everyone that I talk to has five or less trades left now. So it's kind of yeah. like, do you really want to go and spend an extra trade? If it gives you extra depth, yes, do it. But if you're going yeah. kind of sideways or you're just trying to fill another roster spot, I don't know whether I like it. I feel like maybe we're too late in the season, especially with the Rabbitohs having the round 26 by too. How many Rabbitohs do you have is another question you probably need to answer.
1: Yeah. And then like, how many people are you going to play? Like if you're getting him to be your 22nd player, mm-hmm. then like, is it worth a trade? Like, could you just go to Jack out?
0: Yeah, it's true. got to start thinking do I enough or not uh now is the time i would say to most people should have good depth this year i've been saying it if you listen to the podcast we've been saying it for the last 21 weeks is that depth depth is going to be crucial so hopefully everybody listened if you didn't uh maybe if you've got some trades up your sleeve focus on depth for the run home uh we've (coughs) spoken about walsh we'll skip him very quickly (laughs) are you booking grand final tickets
1: (laughs) did you like that one I did. You got, I you got a spare room there? That that bed looks empty? Could be there? Yep.
0: Yep. It's not a very... I'm getting awfully bed, close. It's all yours.
1: I, I don't know if we can do it. Like, Panthers are fantastic. Um, We'd have to see... Like, you, we see the Storm stumble this week. Um, I'd be very scared if in one of those early, maybe the first or second week of finals, you end up playing the Cowboys. But I tell you what, it's Broncos season.
0: Mate, you could beat any team. You could beat any team in in the top eight right now. Um, pretty Reason exciting. Up. Pretty exciting times. Yeah, and hey, if he if he if he starts cooking, anything can happen. So fingers crossed for you.
1: So, I know we're talking about Super Coach, but doesn't he just give the Broncos that swag? Like he just comes out, and you genuinely look at this team, and you look at the way that they walk around the park, and you just think these guys can beat anyone.
0: These you guys know, just
1: won the last four premierships, didn't they?
0: You know that when you, you've got a good one, right? When you love him when he's on your team and everyone else fucking hates him. Because <laughs> it's like a can it's like a Cam Munster, like the Cam Munster effect. This is what Reese Walsh has. He's got that Cam Munster yep. effect where you'd love him to be on your team and he'd be your favorite player if he was on your on the team that you support. But because he's not, he's your most hated player. You know, and, and for me, I'm honestly, that's how I feel about Reese Walsh. I'm like, fuck, I'd love him at the Tigers. But because he's not at the Tigers, I fucking hate him and I hate everything yeah. about him. So it's it's one of those you, you want one of those guys on your team. And he is that guy. Yeah. So could do some good things in the league. And everyone's talking about the fact this guy could be the poster boy for the NRL for for the you know however many years to come. So yeah. Plenty of Let potential. Me,
1: can I can I give you three names and tell me who you are more scared not owning? Okay. Brian To. Reese Welsh, Latrell Mitchell,
0: Latrell Mitchell. Every day of the week, didn't even yep. have to think. The what what Latrell can do in ten minutes in Supercoach can bury your season. Yeah, simple as that. So Reece if Wal- you
1: have <coughs> if you have four or less trades, do you still go get Latrell? Because <coughs> yep. people do.
0: Yep, I would. I think he's a guy you're going to want. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um,
1: no, he's a guy you're going to need.
0: Yeah, I think so. That's why I've got a plan. I've, I've held a trade. I've held a trade to make sure I can get him, and that's it. I don't care. Yep. Um, Mate, let's move on. Titans, 18, got flogged by the Roosters, 36. It was 32-0 at one point, and they brought it back to 36-18, which it, as a Roosters player or supporter, you'd be a bit pissed off at that because Titans are usually terrible in the second half, and they won the second half against the Roosters when the Roosters looked Absolutely unbeatable in this game. So do do you feel better about the Roosters now or are the Titans just shit out?
1: Do you know what I feel amazing about? And like the Roosters are one of those teams that have succeeded very well. I don't really like them. I don't connect with their players very well. I just usually want them to go really badly. That even when they beat a team by 18, they can still take a lot of negative points out of it. And this is great. And Mm -hmm. I don't own any of them except for Joey Manu. And he scored well. I'm happy. I don't want roosters in my team.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. No, I I think I was very fucking very close to getting Teddy on the weekend, like to a point where I traded him in and then reversed it. And it would have been Gutho to Teddy which would have netted me 19 points, which is great. That's all well and good. But it probably would have stopped me from being able to get Latrell as easy. I would have burnt a trade where I didn't exactly kind of plan to make a trade. So, yeah, uh, I'm kind of glad I didn't make that move. But, hey, if anybody did and they got Teddy in this week, good on you because you had 134 points to show for it. So, does he continue that, though?
1: They're not playing the Titans every week. And the Titans are... They could be the worst defensive team of the last five years.
0: They're actually, yeah, the Titans are te- yeah, terrible defensively. The, the Roosters' draw isn't that bad. I mean, aside from having the Broncos next week, that'll be a tough matchup. They've got Manly. They've got the Dolphins. They've got the Eels. They've got the Tigers. All in four, in four I mean, weeks straight. And then they finish the year on Souths.
1: How good can the Roosters' draw be when they're dog shit? Like yeah, and how good were Manly today? Like Manly, like take away whatever they won, um, the Sharks, whatever the hell's going on there. Um, Manly isn't that hard of a matchup. The Dolphins are one of those teams that seem to be able to beat top eight teams and lose to the Dragons or something silly. <laughs> I don't think it's as easy as you think. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm not.
1: Uh, I'm not looking at Roosters players. Maybe Teddy. Maybe he'll come I don't good think there's the any right others. Home, but I don't think they're playing finals footy. I think the Cowboys are gonna push into the eight. And look, maybe they can I, I think they're too far behind even the Eels,
0: to be honest. Yeah, they've just been so bad all year, haven't they? So it just it's so hard to be confident in them. Um, Egan not Egan Butcher um is it nat butcher nat butcher 113 egan butcher i think he had, didn't play uh manu 78 you mentioned for of 57 not <laughs> it ideal was, it was egan butcher <laughs> was it egan butcher 113 egan butcher scored was... 113
1: nat Butcher good 74
0: oh there you go because i saw nat butcher go over for a try but I, I actually this is probably the only game of the week that i didn't watch all the way through so um <clears throat> there you go egan butcher 113 good on him uh, Manu seventy eight, Fafita fifty seven. That's two weeks in a row now. We've seen fifties from Fafita. I'm, um, I'm not worried. It don't doesn't bother me in the slightest because I know what he can do. But I'd probably urge people to just be patient with Fafida. Just lock him into your two RF and just enjoy when he gets your one twenty. It's gonna it's gonna return. It's gonna come. He's. Just got through Origin. You got to give him a little bit of time to kind of settle back into that and into a bloody shit Titans team um, yep. that got rotted, and he saw no ball, and he still got fifty-seven. So you, you can't be overly upset. And he also saw an early shower too. So yeah, I'm not. I think the big thing out that. of
1: this is he, is he had an early shower. He is another king of the junkyard. Like you can see him in ten minutes, get fifty points. Um, yep. Yeah, look, he just needs some more paddock time. Hopefully he doesn't get too many more early showers. So.
0: Yeah, I don't think he will for the run home. Um, AJ Brimson, 44, are you worried at all? I know you're an owner. It was a bit of a pod play for you.
1: Not not really considering I bought him for 500K and I didn't even play him. Like, yeah. I know I'm shrugging this off because I'm all excited to have AJ Brimson, but like, don't you want a guy that when you can add him in, when you're playing head-to-head or or something along those lines, they have the upside of scoring 140. I think if you're adding... You know, last minute, the Titans seem to play a lot of Sunday games. I think if you're adding a guy in, you want them to be able to win you a game. And I think, you know, if you spent 500K on a second row, you're not going to get that. I think AJ can win win or lose you a game. He's got a handy duel. Would I be buying him right now? No. Maybe I made a big mistake. But realistically, I love watching him play. He was one of the guys that was out there and looked like he tried his heart out. So, Let's uh, go let the last 15 minutes. So
0: if you're a head to head player, I'd get off him. And this is this is why. If you make the semifinals for head to head, you're playing Penrith. Titans play Penrith. So AJ Brimson's up against the Penrith team. <coughs> and then if you make the grand final, he's up against Melbourne Storm. got Penrith and Storm semi-final and final in head to head. So if you're purely a head to head player, maybe it's time to jump off, or maybe it's time to get on a five eight that you know you can back that has a nice matchup for the run home, but I mean... Luke
1: Metcalf.
0: <laughs> could be the play. I mean, with no one's seen Tamari Martin, where the fuck's he? Like, wasn't he supposed to be back a month ago?
1: Pina Coladas?
0: Mm, could be. Maybe they just I would, I'd quiet. Be...
1: Maybe they. Maybe they're just like, like everybody respects Tamari Martin. Like, could be the most genuine bloke you've met. Mm. So I wonder, like such a good news story that he's back in the NRL, to be honest. Maybe he's back, he's fit, he's healthy, and they're just saying, mate, like we don't want to look like a dick here. Let's just you just sit in row thirty-six there, enjoy watching the games, take your uh take your check, and um yeah, Luke Metcalf's playing.
0: He's Luke Metcalf is so good. Like you you can't you <laughs> can't drop him after how good he's been, can you? Like I don't know. Uh, Yeah, maybe that is the case. Who knows? Uh, The last one for me, I know you said you wouldn't jump on Roosters players, so I I probably already have your answer. But Joseph Sueli is back on the right wing. Got 85 and he's goal kicking at the moment. There's no Sam Walker in sight, so it looks like he's got the goal kicking long term. I mean, the Roosters need to score points, of course. But we always said we liked him on the wing. At centre, I didn't look at him. I don't want a piece of him at all. But on the wing, it's a different story for Sueli. Scores much better.
1: Maybe I was just being a little dramatic because I said that I would get Siwa if he was named on the wing. And that's when he sort of got that suspension and we sort of got off him. We sort of forgot about him. Again, sort of like Cam Murray, like maybe that downgrade option. I just wonder if it looks like that they're out of contention for finals. And I looked up the draw before. They're like 12th. They're like 13th maybe actually on for and against like If they're not getting a stiffer finals footies, it'd be like, man, you're going to Union. Let's just blood one of our other guys.
0: Could be. It could be. I don't think they're going to drop him, though. I'd say there'd be something in his contract or some sort of... It'd be a bad look, I think, if they dropped him at the run home, if they kind of came out of contention. But, yeah, there's better options, I think, at centre wing. We'll talk about one soon that I feel a little bit better about. Um, Knights 26, mate, is the third last game. Uh, Beat the Storm. 18. Upset of the upset of the round, for sure. On how good one. were they? I know. I love seeing Melbourne lose. Especially because all the <laughs> boys in the chat are fucking Melbourne Storm bandwagon supporters as well. They're AFL supporters, so they don't watch much NRL. And they jump on the yeah. Storm. So I love they're hopping like in the chat every now and, and then. Yeah, yeah. I love jumping in the chat and going, go Storms. Every single time <laughs> they're getting beaten. So that's my favourite part of the weekend. Eight points, though. It wasn't exactly a close one. In the end, uh, Munster scored well, though, in a beaten team, 97. Oh, as an owner, I'm, I'm very happy with that. Ponga, 96. He just continues to con- keep scoring well for Supercoach. Um, everybody's waiting yep. for that head knock, and it's just not happening, which is great. Uh, Greg Marju, 79. Uh, he got a little bit of a down date, I think. Um, I think he was in the 80s or 90s and come down to 79. So, uh, But still, you'd be happy with that, wouldn't you?
1: Yep. The knights draws actually pretty good if you're looking at knights players. Can Ponga be the fourth guy that goes over a meal?
0: Well, actually, I haven't even looked at his price, but I tell you what, so, what so negative thirty three break even,
1: and he's eight fifty two, and he just punched out. Let's call it a fact man's hundred.
0: He'll go up another hundred k. That'll put him at nine fifty two. I might even just quickly try and find Jay Schubert's thing on Twitter because he usually puts him up on there uh yeah so
1: and and as we go across like I was actually disappointed with when Nick Meany got gifted that try in like the first four minutes I thought Nick Meany was going huge I started talking smack about me being a Nick Meany owner because I actually hate it but um anyway that was a bit disappointing but the Storm just didn't play that good and the Knights surprised me they've been good They've been
0: the best. Yeah, they've been playing good footy. Bradman look at their best. back. Look at their back five. Yeah, good. Look at their back five. They yeah. got you got Ponga. They have got Marju and Dom um, Young on either on either wing, and then you've got yep. Gagai and Bradman best in the centres. That has got to be like best. one of the best one to five in the comp.
1: <laughs> the best.
0: I know. So good. So good. Um, is this one of those like games that you play where you try and say best as many times as possible before someone else works it out?
1: I mean, man, that would be best. But yeah. <laughs> Like, would it terrible. be the best. Like, look, look, better than best. Look, he's his base is fantastic. If if I was kicking down the field, I'd be kicking to the other side because, like, when best comes back at you, like, it's just not the best for your team.
0: That's pretty good on the fly. Yeah, well thanks, done. Um, speaking of who wasn't the best, Christian Welch 41, Harry Grant, though, Harry Grant 36 points. And I said it last week. I'm not burning trades at hooker. And this is exactly why, because a lot of people went Damian cook to Harry grant and they spent the 40, 50 K or whatever it was. they had to spend to go up to grant to get 30 less points. Like it's, it's complete fucking wasteland at hooker. You're wasting a trade there, especially when trades are so minimal at the moment. Like you just don't, there's not many trades left. Like why waste them at a position where you're going to get fucking 70 max.
1: I played Reese Robson this week and I wasn't disappointed. That's how shit
0: is. <laughs> yeah, take the forty and run. Yeah. Um, I'll, tell well, I what, though, I'll tell you what, though. I what, I wouldn't be him. taking. I've had fucking him Reed year. Marnie. Oh, Reed Marnie coming yeah, off the Reed. bench, playing bloody forty-five minutes. Thanks, thanks, uh, Siraldo. That was that's good of you. Can can you start him again, please? Because uh, I well, might you're need him. Your
1: captain that many minutes, but anyway, we will save that for two games time.
0: Yeah, that wasn't the best from Siraldo. Uh, Cowboys twenty-four, Eels sixteen. This guy just keeps getting fucking hundreds, and I don't know how. Click
1: Drinkwater, drink water. I know.
0: <laughs> Scotty Drinkwater. Mate, I know how Gutho's getting hundreds because he fucking touches the ball 200 times a set. But Scotty Drinkwater looks so good, man. Like, you get to a point where you look at his price and you go, you know what? Fair enough. The 1.1 mil or whatever his price is. I'd be like, yep, yep he's worth that. Yep. Mortgage.
1: Mortgage. I don't know. Mortgage your house and get
0: him. I don't... You got to look at, and this is what I was actually thinking about the other day. You got to look at like points per hundred thousand, and look at the value that you're going to get in return for one point one million. You could go and get <laughs> probably, let's say for instance, you're going to get your one twenty every single week from a guy that's cost one point one, or can you go and get eighty a week from a guy that costs you six hundred k? Six hundred. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've got to look at the. Oh, yeah. You got to look at. I was not a chance. You're spending you're up kidding. on that. But he I'll tell you what, owners would be very him. fucking happy having him right now, and you do not sell him. 8%
1: Crazy. owned, and you're probably in the top 5% if you own him.
0: You'd have to be, and you're in a very good spot to make a deep run into the overalls to, at the back end of oh, the year. Because no with, one else can afford water. him. Like, yep.
1: I would love to get him. I am Scotty Drink Borders. You know what? He nearly makes me like the Cowboys. <laughs> That's how good he is. Nearly. Yeah, no, isn't, it?
0: isn't that the ultimate uh, rivalry up there in Queensland, Cowboys and Broncos? Yeah, it now Titans? I just hate the
1: Titans Titans have never won a game in Queensland, that's the thing. But yeah, okay. <laughs> um yeah, no, now I just hate the Dolphins because all the Bron uh, there was a heap of Broncos supporters that went across to the Dolphins. Like mm-hmm. like I remember Traders. that happening twenty years ago with the uh, with the Cowboys, but anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gutho and Drinky were the only hundreds in this game. Uh, I'm a proud Gutho owner. Lucky I didn't try fucking trade him. I nearly traded him. It was very close. Uh, but Gutho will turn into Latrell next week, so that's <coughs> fine. Uh, the Cardi party's back on. It's back on again. He was good. Tell me who his barber
1: is. It looks fantastic.
0: It does. He did a very slick haircut. Uh, Sean yeah. Lane, how long is he going to be out for? Because that dislocated elbow did not look nice.
1: I think um, physio sort of said if it goes back in, all right, it might not be too bad, but it might he might be done for the year. He might be done for four weeks. Yeah. Fuck, he's X. had some
0: stiff luck, man, this, this year, hasn't he? How many injuries is that? Like three now? Poor guy.
1: Yeah, I wish he scored less so that he was at more of a discount for next year for me, though.
0: That would be nice. He'd be most owned. Um, yeah, so Cardi 73, Mitch Moses 64 with that 40 points of junk at the back end of the game there. Jermaine Hopgood 63, Val Holmes 50. I mean, look, Val Holmes 50, great. Like, when you look at the score, you're like, yeah, I'll take it. But that could have been 110. If you watch this game, like, Val, it just seemed like nothing went his way in this game.
1: Mate, that, that's sin bin. maybe I'm a bit dirty, but the negative 10 points hurt him not being out there for 10 minutes. They sort of, they scored that Scott Drinkwater try, I think, right through the middle with only... Twelve men on the field, and then realistically, they didn't need him. Like I feel like so often when they need Val, they go to Val. But yeah, they got a bit spicy with it. They went to Valame side. He did really well. Peter Hiku scored. Um, look, you can't be disappointed because I think Val is still maybe the second best footballer on their team. So.
0: Let me tell you why they kept going to Valame side because Wonga Blake is the worst defender in the <laughs> NRL bar nobody. Yep. Bar nobody. He is, I've never seen a defender as bad as Wonga Blake. So, of course, you're going to go to his side all game. And he kept coming up and jamming in on the center, left the winger wide open. Uh, we were laughing last on Thursday night, wasn't it? When uh, Ravalawa kept jamming up on the center and left uh, Tupo wide open all Thursday night. And, and Wonga Blake, the same thing all night. Did you see there was one, I think that was might have been the first try for the Cowboys, where Wonga Blake was on the wing and he was seeing Deidre screaming looking out into the crowd and the ball was coming his way they were shifting the ball across and they went a break i think it was did and break through the right edge i'm just like what are you doing like you're a professional footballer being paid good money and you're fucking caught picking grass but like, absolutely bizarre yeah. so i don't know whether he's seen too much more first grade uh, good old Wonga blake but uh mate what are your thoughts on nanai and taolangi i know they got 36 each nanai looks like he's got a shoulder injury as well so does that open the door for someone else now at the Cowboys. I mean, I don't know where Highland Luke has gone. Is he still injured?
1: Yeah, I think he's still injured. I think he's due back in two weeks. I think I read somewhere. No sources, sorry. Uh, but look, I wanted an winning when he was 510K. I'm not paying 660K for this style of player. It was the same sort of with Hudson Young. Like you're not going to pay the 700K that he was at the start of the year. But he's just a man that can score tries, and he has that upside. He has 120 in him. He has 130 in him. But you're not going to pay 660k for him. Maybe if you've got heaps of trades, you're head to head only. They've got a really good matchup. You can bring him in to try and win the week. But apart from that, yeah, I'm done with Nanai for classic this year.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I've got him in draft, and I'm, fuck, I might be done with draft if his if his injury turns out to be longer than three four weeks, could be in trouble. So, yeah, just um, drop him. Anything else on this one, mate, before we move on?
1: Look, no, realistically, um, we said that we would talk about Hopgood a little bit. I am pretty happy with dropping of Hopgood with the minutes that he got, with the way that I saw him play, uh, with the minutes that Madison was getting. Realistically, I think Hopgood might be a move, and I think that nobody's going to be able to do it because they don't have the trades left.
0: Yeah, it's a really good spot to be in for yourself because no-one will make that move because they just haven't allowed no. for it. So,
1: And he's not bad enough out. that really recognises a drop, but it actually saved me a trade when I got David Fafita in. And maybe that's tailored to me. But if you see somebody that you really think that you need for the run home, like Britton Nikera, uh this week is not the prime example for that. But just one of those guys that, you know, as your number one second row forward like, if you don't have Fafita, still Hopgood to Fafita is a great move. Fafita didn't drop money this week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's – look, I'm going to hold Hopgood, but I could easily just not play him. I mean, I didn't play Hudson Young this week because I've got five playable two RFs. So maybe Hopgood ends up being that guy that I can just kind of – if he's playing a team like the Broncos or if he's got a tough matchup, i just, I just sit him for a week.
1: That's dumb, man. He's like 700K. Like no. use that money elsewhere. Like he's seven hundred and twenty-five K. Like you don't I want somebody like Alex Johnston that was five hundred and ten K at the start of the week or whatever he was to be the guy that I'm not gonna do that. Like you could get five hundred K and get literally everything anything you want in other positions if you've got the trades there. Like I'm just saying if you don't have Fafita, hop good to Fafita is the easiest trade you'll make all year.
0: Hundred percent. Absolutely. I'd be doing that every day of the week. If if I didn't have Fafida, that'd be the trade for sure. <clears throat> All right. Sunday games. Uh Penrith 44. Bulldogs 18. Fuck, this could have been anything for Nathan Cleary and it wasn't. Brian Toto, 104. Cleary 70. Uh, you know, not really much else to mention. I mean, you're not investing in Bulldogs players at this time of the year, are you? Like you're not Reed Marnie got a seventeen. He's probably the only other one that you really have as a backup. Up hooker maybe for the Bulldogs, yeah. but everyone jumped off Jacob Preston because obviously he didn't even play this weekend. Uh People jumped off him a week or two ago to get David Fafida back in. It's one of those games where, I mean, now Penrith players become relevant, but I'm a little bit concerned about jumping on Penrith players and investing too heavily in these guys because there's every chance they could get rested in round 27 and you could be fucked.
1: Yep. I'm happy with only having the one of them. Look, don't you get disappointed when you talk about Isaiah Yo all oh year, and he punches out an eighty-eight? But they're not going to be playing the doggies every week. Like these are the this is the clear third worst team in the colt. They let in did they let in sixty last week? Or did I imagine that? No, that was two weeks ago. They've let in something silly like three hundred points in the last six weeks. Like it's wild.
0: It's a lot of points. It's um. There's only two guys here. I'm looking at right, and this is why I wanted to leave it to the end for my center wing kind of my fifth center wing upgrade. Now I, I would love Brian I would love him. I just don't know whether I'm going to have the cash for him now that he's going to go up to like maybe <coughs> 600 and 650, 660k fifty, six hundred and sixty k. I think he's going to end up being. I don't know whether I have the cash to get there now. Um, I'm going to have two hundred k in the bank after I make my Gutho to Latrell move next week, and then I'll have two hundred k potentially to do Croker up. To Brian To'o. So I could do it that way. Or I could do Valence Tavare to Jacob Carraz, who yet again this week has scored relatively well uh, against the Panthers. He's not going to obviously get any attacking stats and he's still put up a 62. 62 with, uh, let's have a look, no attack. Yeah, no attack. Eight offloads. Sorry, four offloads. Oh, he has one line break assist. Uh, 31 points in runs. So the base is there for Jacob Caraz. All he needs to do is put it together and and find an attacking stat. The issue is, can you back the Bulldogs to find him an attacking stat? I don't know. But at that price at 450, 460K, Jacob Caraz is a really good option. And I actually really like him. So there's a good chance I might even make that move next week and get Caraz in. Uh, So that could be my fifth center wing, or I could just go with Brian Toa and spend up. And my other trade will be Latrell Mitchell in for Gutho. Um on this uh, I guess with this game actually no we can just probably move on I mean there's not really much to talk about I know Troy mentioned Yo in the chat um Yo, we mentioned on the run home pod I think it was about maybe 4 or 5 weeks ago now at the start or sorry when we were coming towards the end of the uh the end of the buy period we did a bit of a run home pod on on players you should target for the run home Yo was a a mention in there very very quick mention but not many people are talking you know about him like and he could that, be a yeah. He could be a really good pod. Could be a really good pod in a good team. Uh, he does find attacking stats. They use him a fair bit as a link man. I like. I don't mind as a yo, I, it's just hard because you're spending more than 700K to get him. I don't know whether I want to spend that kind of money when I could probably spend an extra 100K and get Fafita.
1: Second row forwards has been a lot more mid. Like It was the position that I was really excited about to start the year. And spending 700K in the second row on yo... Just seems like a waste of money. Like, yeah. I suppose when you're talking about Hopgood and you're talking about his 60s, like, is it worth a trade to get Isaiah Yo's 70s? Like, to me, that's not quite there. Um,
0: but does Isaiah I Yo would have 110 reading... in him?
1: No, that's the thing. Like, mm. at the start of the year, if you go with a plan that you just want to finish the year with, you know, really super safe guys in the second row, not chase that upside. You could start the year with blokes like Paddy Carrigan. You could blo- start the year with blokes like Yo and nearly leave them all year.
0: Yeah, I guess you could. Orig- Origin is what
1: ruins you. But you know that they're going to get you 60 every week.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know I whether I just like want 60 see- see anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. I suppose in your second row, I'm okay with it. In your front row, I'm there with it. And then you spend a bit more money on upsides on fullbacks and center wings and um, all your halves. Like our halves are worth a ridiculous amount of money now.
0: Yep. Yep, true. Um, Um, I like
1: the Karaz call. I would be getting Karaz in if I have had more than six or seven trades. His base is there in the centers. His base is fantastic in the centers.
0: 31 points in runs this, this game against the Panthers. His last three games have been 71, 72, 63. Like I think he's found one attacking stat or something or two attacking stats. He's got one try against the Souths in round 19. But like, aside from that, it's all been in base. Like, I mean, there's, there's security there. You could play him every single week and you'd be happy with the score. I think and at that price, fuck. You could even downgrade a Zarco. You could downgrade a 550 or 600 K guy. Down to Karaz, free up cash, and then upgrade elsewhere, and happen like with Karaz about, every
1: week. And I'm talking about not being able to free up enough money with trading out, say, a Nick Meaney at, at 550k with Pappy in the uh, in the wings. Maybe you just cut your losses, go Karaz. Like, I'm always really excited about getting these. You know, your CNKS and your Totos and your and your Val Holmes and all those sorts of guys. Maybe the thing is just to go Karaz and he be your sixth best center wing and you just right at home. That'd be fantastic.
0: Yeah. I think that's what I'll do next week. Sharks, 26, Manly, 30. Very uh, interesting game, I guess you could say, for to, to finish something. off the round. Um, what was the score? 30 fucking nil or something, wasn't it, at, at some point? It was 30 nil, yeah. <clears throat> and then 30-26 final
1: it, was, it could have been the biggest comeback in NRL history.
0: Yeah, that's nuts. And and they had every opportunity to do it as well, and they butchered it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> no tons in this game. Will Kennedy, 95. Uh, I don't know how many people went with Will Kennedy when the full buck options were starting to be thrown around a little bit, but a lot of people that invested very, very heavily into these Sharks guys yeah. would have did been you say shitting no tons? The bricks. Did yeah. you say no tons? Did I miss There it? was uh,
1: Hazelton on he played. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awful from you. I'm not, I don't Thanks, even know man. why. Yeah, that is terrible. I uh, wouldn't <laughs> expect anything less, though. Like. Um, pew pew. Daily Cherry Evans ninety six. Fuck, he was good. Like everyone's talking about Nathan Cleary. They're talking about Nico Hines. You, you know, what about DCE? Yeah, he's five hundred ninety
1: four k, four percent owned.
0: No, demandly, demandly. It's... They play the Dragons next week, and then they have got the Roosters panthers warriors no thanks um but still he he had a good game uh what else have we got here nico hines 79 he was on like 20 with 15 minutes to go and bashed out of 79 and this is why you have nico hines in your team and you don't fucking trade him out because so many people traded nico hines out you know seven percent of the top one percent of teams traded out nico hines to sean johnson this week like gross this is why I think when you've got a guy that's averaging a hundred in Super Coach for a twenty-one game season so far, why are we trading him out? Why are you what we're you outthinking the room? I think if you're moving Nico Hines on personally, yeah. I and mean, Nico Hines and Nathan Cleary are the pair that you want, and that's kind of it.
1: And I listened to this. I watched the first half and then listened to the second. I went to the park with the young fella, so um listened to it on ABC Radio. Shout out to the boys. Um, He, until he started getting involved in everything, the Sharks were awful. Tell me this week that Matt Moylan's not coming back. Tell me that probably Talakai gets a run and tell me that they are not just going to get Nico as much early ball as possible and try and go right to left, left to right, wherever he needs to be, he will be there next week.
0: Braden Trindle had a pretty ordinary game. Uh, it's a good opportunity yeah, for him to so. kind of step up. I do. Uh, I I just, a lot of the guys came out, a couple of the Sharks players came out and, and defended Moylan and said, it's not Matt Moylan's fault. Matt Moylan took a fall for us because we've been playing shit. And Moylan and Talakai were the ones that lost their spots because of the team's performance. So yeah, I think you're right in saying that we'll see him back. Do I think that they're going to backflip this quickly on that move that was such a controversial move? I don't think they will. I think they're going to stick it out, especially because they nearly came back and won this game. I mean, fuck. They played poorly. Did
1: did, did Trindle touch the ball in the last 10 minutes? That's why they were he there. He did.
0: Yeah, he did. And he <laughs> threw two fucking hospital passes straight to Nicara and yeah. both of them were dropped in a hole. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They've got some things to work out, the Sharks, but I tell you what, they are not a premiership threat until they can actually fucking show that they can beat a good team. They'll be and, playing hey, finals footy
1: because they, they just beat the teams they should beat.
0: Are you sure? Because if they yeah. continue to fucking play like this, they won't be playing finals footy. Not They'll a fucking chance in hell. Back in I might event. even – I've taken way too many bolter bets this year. I can't wait for that ute to turn up full of beer. I, I, I would argue that I reckon the Sharks maybe won't see uh, Finals footy. I don't do, know. Do I I just... can,
1: can I give you $2? Can I give you double double odds?
0: Yeah, but the problem... Yeah, actually, I need to make some back. Fuck it.
1: Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. So let's go double. So yeah. realistically, Sharks make the top eight. You give me one. Six pack. Okay. Sharks lose. I give you two.
0: Jeez, that's generous of you. Fucking hell. I'm a good guy. Thanks, mate. There yeah, you are, a a good, good guy. guy. Are. I'm
1: back, in Nick. You know what? I'm using Nico Hindsight right now, just to uh, yeah, good, just to work. Good guy out
0: with bad that? jokes. Yeah. thanks, man. Means all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else on this one? Mulatalo, sixty-one. Britain Nicaragua sucked. Um, I mean, Nicaragua could have scored eighty. Like there were, uh, he ran good lines. He just didn't get the ball where he needed to get it. I'm not. I'm not worried as an owner.
1: I can't believe you're not talking about the big avocado.
0: It's the last thing. It's the last thing that I wanted to make a really big deal about. Oh, and...
1: sorry, Ruben Garrick. You know the Ruben sandwich, <laughs> seventy
0: nine. Yeah, oh, no, mate. Rooms. You know why we're Sexiest here? Sexiest man in league. Hamoli yeah, Ola Kawatu. The the man. Oh, the man just knows to how to score. The man just knows how to score a meat pie, doesn't he? he? Does. How good he, uh... he knows
1: how to serenade me with that mullet.
0: I tell you what, that was a fucking really good kick, though. To, to find him <laughs> there. It's an incredibly good kick. Um, 800,
1: 800 grand a year, that's worth.
0: Yeah. That, 74 super coach points is what that is worth to me. I don't give a shit about how much he gets paid. 5.6% owned in the top 1% of teams. So a really nice pod for both of us. And we jumped on maybe, what, five, six weeks ago. So uh, it's Probably starting long, to come man. to fruition for us now. Yeah. Uh, the Hamoli Kawatu shout. Hopefully he finishes the year nice and red hot. They've got the Tigers into... Fuck, who else? They've got two really nice matchups to finish the year. So, could be a a really good way to finish the year with Homoli Kawatu. 74, though, I feel like was unders. Like, he's covered his break even 570K. I still think you can get on him if you really wanted to. You've got the Dragons next week. That could be anything. Yeah. They've got the uh, bulldogs into the Tigers the last two rounds.
1: If they decide they're going that way, he looked dangerous every time he got the ball.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he didn't get the ball anywhere near as much as I thought he would get it. So if he gets the ball in his hands nice and early, fuck, he could do some damage.
1: Honestly, every game he doesn't get the ball as much as I think he should. Uh but I just when I started seeing these front row forwards go down for the uh for the Sea Eagles, I thought that he'd get it a bit more. So
0: yeah. Yep. Pesaka went down I think as well, so unlucky for yep. him. It looks like his season's probably over or close to went
1: it. down. Sabović had a grade two, Dead. I think, and um, or oh, one of the other front row forwards uh, didn't come back. So,
0: yeah, yeah, decimated. Good win for Manly though. As a, yeah. I mean, if you're a Manly supporter and and obviously the team, they'd be bloody stoked to hold off the Sharks. They were out in their feet. So, good win for Manly and Manly supporters. Um, that's all. Eight games done, mate. What are your What are your early trade thoughts? What are you thinking already? I know that obviously this doesn't really mean much up until Tuesday when we actually see teams. But what are you thinking at the moment for next week?
1: Look, realistically, I don't have any trades left to uh, to use. But the blokes that I would be looking at is Reese Walsh still at his price. Um, just think about how good he played against the team that he played, and also think about Latrell's matchup this week. Um, yeah. I was hoping that he would come down and I would be able to you know, just burn maybe a Nick Meany or somebody with the money that I've had saved in the bank to just move across to Latrell. But realistically, with him not playing this week, with him not dropping any money, I don't think I'll be able to afford him in one trade, uh, which is disappointing. I think it'll cost me a lot of points. Uh, but they are playing – I think they're playing the Dragons this week and it could be absolutely anything.
0: Souths are playing the Tigers. Oh, there you go. Just as bad. Yeah, probably worse. I knew it was bad. Fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that is why I am doing Gutho to Luttrell this week. <coughs> Don't have any problem doing it. And, I mean, when you look at Gutho's scores, Gutho scored like 500s in his last six games or something dumb. But Luttrell could do that from here, and Gutho could regress. And that, and that's probably what I do see happening. Uh, I know that the round 26 buys is an amazing, and I've already got Cook. I've got AJ. Um, and I've also got Munro, so like I've got a fair few rabbitos in my team. But I plan on trading out probably AJ and maybe even one more of those rabbitos players come round twenty six, so that I'm not caught too short. Uh, and I can cover my team's pretty deep, so I'm not I'm not overly worried just, about it.
1: I just don't really see him resting AJ even in round twenty seven. They just chuck him out on the wing. He'll just hang out with footballers as his TikTok suggests, and um, yes, yeah, score some points.
0: That's true. I, that would be I'm nice. I'm keeping
1: him. I'm holding AJ the rest of the year. Lock it in, Andy.
0: Yeah. Play him on matchup. You can do much yep. worse. Uh, oh, my second trade. That's,
1: that's the worst thing. You play him on <laughs> matchup and he plays the Broncos and scores top score.
0: <laughs> that's true. It's pretty hard to know which matchup's going to be good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, pretty much most matchups with Luttrell and Cody Walker going down that left edge uh, are good matchups for AJ. So maybe just play him every week. Uh, so Guthrie and Luttrell will be my first trade. I'm saying at the moment, Jared Croker to Brian Totter would be my second. Or if I decide to keep Croker as a little bit more depth, I can do Valence Tavare to Jacob Carraz. And those will be my final two trades unless I decide to get a little bit shallower. Uh, so I've got six trades at the moment. Means yep. that I could finish with four trades, four emergency trades, I guess, for the final five rounds or six rounds. Uh, or I could burn another one the week after. And I could do one of my center wings to Reese Walsh uh, and then move Garrick back down into center wing. So I've got a bit of flexibility with Garrick being it in my fullback slot at the moment. So I've got to make a decision on how I want to play that as well. Yeah,
1: I know we don't always talk about captains, but do you think like, so I brought in Cleary this week against the doggies and I thought I am not letting this go. I'm just going to throw captain on him. I'm fairly confident that he can get a ton. Didn't work out this week. Uh, bringing Luttrell Latrell in next next week, are you a little worried about captaining him or vice captaining him? Um uh, is that gonna, uh, is, is what happened this week gonna worry you?
0: No, I don't think so. I I mean I captain <laughs> Cleary very this high, week.
1: High pitched, man. That was I captain
0: I captain Cleary this week. So yeah, I mean me too. Cleary coming back from a six or seven week layoff or whatever, and I threw the captaincy on him. So same kind of thing for Latrell. I think they've put him on ice for so long. That it's more precautionary than anything. So I think maybe it's it's a relatively you, they safe. They needed move. him.
1: They needed him against the Broncos. Did they? Like, there's something going on. Like, I'm. Yeah. Con-
0: might have lost Maddie there. Internet might be playing up a little bit. Um, yeah, I actually, that's actually not a bad point. While we've, we've lost Matty, I'll quickly kind of go over that. But yeah, I mean, looking at Latrell's injury history and and maybe there is a little bit of a concern there for Luttrell. Uh, I hate it when he makes me think about my trades like this, but I think I'm just going to get him in. I don't know. Maybe maybe I don't captain him. Maybe it's as simple as that. Maybe we just don't captain Luttrell. We get to have a look. Uh, I just don't want to not own him against the Tigers because he could easily come out and go 120. and And that's my concern is that I miss out on that. And then I know that his break even's really high, so it's not really about the price that you're getting him at. It's more so about the points uh, that you're going to miss out on at this time of the year for the run home. And I don't want to miss out on those points if Latrell goes massive. Um, so let me know when you, if you, if anybody has any other questions. Actually, I think we've got a couple here I'll, I'll quickly answer. Uh, all right. And Mark Lawless, is. I've, I guess I've maybe answered this already, is, is Latrell Mitchell a must this week if he plays? I'm going to go ahead and say that he is. I think he's one of those players that could actually really hurt you. Um, so I, I'd want him in my team pretty much ASAP as soon as I could get him in. And, and if that's next week and he gets named, then fantastic. He'll be in my team. I don't care who comes out. Uh, for me, it'll be Gutho. But I wouldn't have a problem trading anybody to him at this point in time, except probably Reese Walsh. <laughs> um mr Callio is gutho a hold he keeps putting up big numbers look i mean i won't argue with people that say that gutho is a hold um he potentially is i mean when we look at his last few scores he scored 138 132 119 61 and now 115 like that is keeper numbers if ever you've seen them so i don't have a problem with anyone holding gutho i'm just waiting for those numbers to regress back to the mean and i feel like they probably will very soon especially when dylan brown is back uh because dylan brown being out has helped uh dylan brown being out has helped welcome back uh Stacey. Um. <laughs> uh yeah i was just saying that gutho could be a hold i can't argue against gutho being a hold um but dylan brown being back might hurt his usage uh all right. Joey Manu fan is asking, who would you sell between Manu, Nicaragua, or Hopgood to Latrell? Hopgood. Yeah. We've spoken about this earlier in the show. Hopgood is a, is a perfect sell candidate. I think if you want to antipod someone, and it'd be him.
1: I think with your name too, like, um, yeah, I just don't think you could do it.
0: No, you can't sell Joey Manu as a Joey Manu fan, could you? That's, that's criminal. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, like, um, realistically, I think that you can see 120 from those other blokes. You can't see that. From what we've seen probably the last 10 weeks from Hopgood, he, he just doesn't have that upside.
0: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, for sure. Uh, sorry, mate, that's sorry. I'm not
1: sh- I'm not sure when yeah. it cut out on my on my trail rent, but I'm going to have to wait a week, even in the matchup that he's playing in, because something's not right. Like, you have to bring him back against the Broncos if he's ready. Like, it's not like he was – it's not like what happened with Cleary and the Dolphins last week when they thought, hey, we think that we can get the job done without this guy. The Broncos were too good. Something's wrong with Latrell. Otherwise, he would have played against the Broncos. The Souths, th- I don't think – I'm not 100% sure they're – Better team than the Broncos, but last time South pumped the Broncos. I was there; it was heartbreaking. But something's wrong with Luttrell. I'm not playing him week one.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Look, and hey, I, I understand that, and you, you're kind of getting in my head a little bit. I'm still going to bring him in. Uh, I just wait, captain. But I think Vice I captain. still want him. Mm, Vice captain. I mean, when do they play? I haven't had actually even had a look at it. It's
1: Friday. It it's Friday, oh, Friday night, night, 6 p.m. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd VC him for sure. Just in yeah. case by some miracle he goes out and gets 130 and does Luttrell things, um, yeah. which is very realistic. He could actually come out and just blow them apart.
1: Yeah, and we always talk about this on the Tuesday show, but we don't get as many listeners on the Tuesday show, so get on on Tuesday. We probably – like we know a lot more by the time Tuesday comes around. We know a bit more yeah. about the injuries. We know a little bit more about, I suppose, the team list comes out. We'll try and do a countdown show as well. But realistically, and we'll be covering Luttrell the whole time. But realistically, yeah, VC, don't see just this week. I like the get. I just think that.
0: Yeah. No, it's a really good point. It is a really good point. They're sitting ninth as well. So it's not like they're just sitting in third and they can sit pretty. Like they, they need to win games. So, yeah, it is a good point you make. I'm still getting him. I don't care. I'm going to take a punt. Um, last, uh, I guess that's a question. Paul Bark, as uh, is his first season of Supercoach. Only been in NRL Fantasy for three seasons. Welcome to the light. Uh, coming over from Fantasy. Uh, can you guys pass on your team names to add as a rivalry? Uh, mine's Sheensy's Revival with an apostrophe. Sheensy's. Revival. And I've Revival. just added Matrix Reloaded in the chat. Oh, yeah. So I'll just put mine in here. Uh, there we go. Yeah. And How good. You know what? Hindsight,
1: Matty Granger. You should have looked drinky. But, hey, honestly, I I nearly should have looped. um. Ponga. So you win (sighs) some.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's it. Mate, that'll do us, I reckon. Uh, Another Sunday sesh done and dusted. Another round of Supercoach. There's only six left. Around 22 next week, man. This season has flown by. Uh, So we'll be back for the Tuesday or Tin List Tuesday where we talk all things teams. And we'll probably, like Maddie said, do a little bit of a countdown show this week as well to kind of talk last minute trades and things like that. If you haven't yet, Please hit subscribe at the bottom there. Uh, If you're new to the show, thanks for hopping on and listening to us and and getting involved in the chat. Hopefully, we'll see you again on on Tuesday, usually around 7, 7.30, depending on when Matty's ball is. Uh, And we'll know a lot more then and, and talk trades with you then. But until then, guys, have a good rest of the weekend. See you on Tuesday. Cheerio.